Shit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we hear fatherhood experiences through the eyes of average Aussie blokes. I'm Cam, husband of four years, father to a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I'm a fanboy of matching outfits with my kids. Oh, you certainly are. And I'm Nick, father of two boys and a girl. I've been married six years, and I clean asses and reading glasses. <laughs> nice. So last week uh, we spoke to Ben, um, uh, for anyone who hasn't heard that episode. So he was a father of three, stepdad to another three. Um, And that was a really eye-opening discussion around his story and being a bit of a distance dad. Um, And he had some great advice around looking inward to yourself to make change when it's needed. So make sure you take a listen to that one if you haven't already. Uh, And don't forget, if you're enjoying the shit daddery, press follow on your podcast app. And we need to keep this steam train full of half-eaten fruit in the fruit bowl rolling. Now, we're always open to feedback, suggestions, and shit dad stories. So send your stories or jokes through to shitdadpod at gmail.com or Instagram messages at shitdadpod. Slide into our DMs. Please do. And just remember, we've teamed up with Smashing Fibers Apparel as our major sponsor. So use Ship Shit Free at checkout uh, for free delivery on any order. And also the best shit dad story or dad joke every week goes into the draw for a gift voucher for Smashing Fibers. Now, before we get to this week's guest, who's sitting very quietly next to us, uh, we, we thought we'd just quickly touch on the fact that it was Father's Day on the weekend. So we hope you all got very spoiled and you got some kind of sleep in. How was your Father's Day, Nick? <laughs> Definitely didn't get a sleep in. <laughs> uh, I just just came off a night shift, so I got home and got tack- crash-tackled by um, uh, three kids who proceeded to open my presents for me and say, <laughs> Daddy, look at what's in this bag. So that was a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty relaxing day at home. Yeah, enjoyed it. Nice. Yourself. Yeah, I went to the beach with my dad and then the kids, which was great. Matching outfits? Yes, of course. We even got my dad matching outfits oh, with my son yes. and my nephew. <laughs> dad, his lad, and his lad. Yep, yep. <laughs> and my daughter was funny because all week she was trying to spoil the present that they got me and she kept saying beer socks, beer socks. And I'm like, oh, you know, they've got, got me some socks and jocks with beers on them. And then I opened it and they were beast socks from oh. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my boy got me, he was so excited because they had this Father's Day stall at school and um, wife gave him 10 bucks to spend um, and he came home. He was just so excited. Wife looked in the bag and she's like, oh my God, you know your dad too well. I opened it up on Sunday morning and it is like a um, a, ba- a, weight, a fanny pack, but it's got six holders for, for cans oh. of beer. <laughs> so next time we have people around, I can just be the beer bitch. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so I just wanted to talk about a bit of a dad stuff quote and this was one on my father's day card and it was for my wife it was fatherhood is a constant ba- constant balance of love and wtf which i think was pretty appropriate that's very appropriate i got a dad stuff quote as well yep. it's not not so much a quote just like a general uh, public service announcement that uh free slurpee day at 7-eleven is actually on july 11th kids love free slurpees but we love free a <laughs> little bit of dad advice there for you. is that where you can fill up anything 
I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm taking a bucket. <laughs> Actually, I think we should all just make a pack to take a shoe in and just do slopey <laughs> shoeies. How good would that be? That'd be great. <laughs> all right. So this rep episode is called Radio Dada, and it'll make sense why soon. So we're in- going to talk to Hamish Rose, who's a father of two, husband to Lisa, and a top bloke all round who I've known for the last eight years or so. So welcome, Hamish. Thank you. Hello, everyone. G'day. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Okay, so as you uh, spoke about earlier, husband Talisa for five years. I have a seven-year-old boy, uh, which you do the maths on that. We'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes, I guess. And a, um, a five-year-old girl. Straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for judging me, everyone. Um, so, yeah, so I've got a, an, an older boy and a younger girl, and I am the head of a, head of sales in Brisbane for a radio network. Nice. That's Radio Dada. That makes sense now. Oh, um, how was your Father's Day? Radio Dada. <laughs> It was it was really good. I can relate to a couple of things you guys touched on in the intro. First one was matching outfits. Uh, I got my first one where we have uh, matching togs. So I have um, some swim shorts. So does my son. They're, I guess you would call them uh, pink and aqua. Mm-hmm. So they look so beautiful. very hipster. On, yeah, very <laughs> hipster. Love that. Uh, my daughter also has a little matching one-piece swimsuit as well to match it. So when I opened it, I thought, oh, it's not my usual colour scheme and then as I pulled out the little togs I thought this is very cute so we were down the coast Uh, I got a touch of a sleep in which was cool but um, we just got to spend the day down the coast a bit like you Cam Mm. it was really nice to to uh, have them run around and also I got the socks that you you got as well have a a look at these (laughs) so they've got my kids Uh, faces on them that is great Father's Day socks that's really cool and then love heart Uh, So that was, it was really fun. And the thing that I sort of enjoy the most and what I wanted to do for Father's Day was just, uh, I just enjoy watching the kids interact with each other and have fun. I don't really need to go to a nice restaurant or do anything in particular. It was just really cool watching them laugh at each other. Mm. Those little moments are the ones that sort of outweigh the screaming tantrums, aren't they? (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I love about your socks, Hamish? Your kids got you these beautiful I Love Dad socks with their face on it. My kids got me the um, – they all picked a, a different type. So one got Yoshi, another got um, – I can't remember. It was something else. And then my little girl picked the pink ones. And, of course, the pink ones were the ones with the COVID needles and <laughs> it was like they were COVID <laughs> socks. It's <laughs> not what something you want to remember, wants, is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. I'm just chucking COVID socks on to go get my second jab. <laughs> now, um, today's also special because we're recording from an actual radio studio. We're very excited and we look really legit. So, you know, it's a soundproof room. There's the door is a double door. Um, I actually yeah. got dressed up for the occasion. I got a shirt on instead of my yeah. usual dirty old <laughs> sports shirt. Very classy. Yeah, so thanks for having us in an actual audio studio, Hamish. Um, and what we're going to do is take heaps of photos and share some of that on our socials as well so you guys can see how, how legit we really are. So pumped. Um, so if you guys want to crack open your first beer, um, we're actually drinking out of Hamish's work fridge, which is exciting. <laughs> so the first one is a Brick Lane beer. Um, what's it called? The Backyarder. It's a Backyarder, and it describes itself as a cheeky session lager, perfectly suited to lounging into the whatever happenings of Backyard Afternoons. You said this is the Mick, the Mick Malloy one, hey? Yeah, so th- this one is super special to us at Triple M because um, it has Mick Malloy... Uh, very public knowledge. I'm not sharing any internal gossip or secrets. Mickey's actually a partner in the brewery along with quite a few other big names based out of Melbourne. That actually tastes like what I imagine getting on the beers with Mick Malloy would be like. <laughs> like a session ale. It's just 
easy to down. It'd I, be easy to get along with. But that's, in my head, I, I just see that. I just, no, in my head, I just imagine you're finding a hair in your <laughs> He's a hairy man. I was going to use a, a different analogy if it was shit. <laughs> I'm not normally a but big that's actually fan really nice. of craft lagers, but that's actually a really good one. A crisp lager. Lovely. There you go. Thanks, Thanks Mick. Thanks, Mick. Um, Throw all some right. money our way. Do we want to get into the <laughs> bad dad vice section, Nick? Always. What's your what's your question for us? Right. So recently, um, I've just fixed up our little retaining wall, put a little garden on top, make it look all pretty and not shit. Um, the kids just won't stop climbing up on it. So as you know, before I did all this, they just that was like part of their playground. They climb up the retaining wall and hang through the trees like the monkeys they are. Um, but they now it's all fixed up and it's got like. Um, proper mulch and nice plants and it looks looks the goods they just can't stop climbing up and it's shitting me to tears now what I need uh, is some bad dad advice to stop them from climbing up and ruining my dad garden you thought about an electric fence they would, no. they would learn their lesson pretty quick I'd imagine how many mistakes can you make with an electric <laughs> fence I like that just a little zap yeah love zap <laughs> You reckon, hey? Yeah, I reckon so. Have you ever touched an electric fence? <laughs> no, but it sounds brutal. It's horrible. I've done it <laughs> yeah. once. As a, yeah, yeah. After school care when I was about seven, I grabbed the back fence when I lived in the country. I haven't done it since. Oh, so I, don't, I yeah. don't think you'll have an issue awesome. after one go. I was going to result to the um, like dirty mulch, so like cow shit. <laughs> just so every time you'd know they'd been up there if you weren't watching them because they just smell like poo. I don't think kids care about it. It'd be That's you that'd true. be annoyed yeah. having to clean them up. That's true. All Electric right. fence. Electric fence. Okay. Is done. Um, there's another one I've got as well that every time I buy a f- like my uh, my groceries, I'll stack the fruit bowl and then two days later, everything has a bite out of it. <laughs> How do I fix that? Barbed wire around the fruit bowl? <laughs> That's extreme. Or an electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> electric mesh. Um what about the stuff that mum used to put on your nails to stop you biting your nails? You yes. could paint just the top couple of bits of fruit with that so they don't do it. That's done. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Done. The top layer. <laughs> Bad dad advice. Nice. I got one. Um, my one and a half year old is getting worse. So changing his nappy will not sit still no matter what type of nappy it is. Squirm, climbing, crawling over, screaming. I need something to distract him while I change him. It'll t- if he just sat still, it would take 30 seconds. Kids straight jacket. Paw Patrol usually works for us, but kids straight jacket. <laughs> a if Paw we, Patrol straight jacket. Yeah, if we're going on the bad dad vice thing, then straight jacket. I just uh, did a selfie, well, pret- tried to do a selfie for the uh, the socials, but it actually was a video. So <laughs> <laughs> dad fail. <laughs> One job. Old blokes in technology. Yes. Oh, kids these days and their technology. All right, there we go. We're done. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, shall we get into the discussion for the week? Always. So, Hamish, firstly, we wanted to uh, chat to you around, uh, obviously you've got the two kids, but wanted to discuss the first year and um, how you kind of coped with change from your previous life and, and hear a bit about your story of, you know, your first child and then into your second. Yeah, sure. So I was uh, going through a bit of a... a rocky time at work I guess I was going through a challenging time probably would be best to describe it and after a big week I um I came home from work on a Friday and my partner 
of about eight or nine years at the time said to me, I think I might be pregnant. So um, so my first child, Ollie, was a pleasant surprise. We, we'd, we'd spoken about kids and it was certainly on the on the agenda, but it could have been could have been a year or two too early. Yeah. So um, so I had plans of uh, engagement and marriage and stuff up my sleeve and, and um, that got pushed back a little bit uh, at, at that point in time. So... So that happened all of a sudden, but you know, I, I don't know. Truth be told, I was very career focused at that moment in my life. I'm, I'm not sure if I ever would have picked the time. If that didn't happen, I don't know at what point in my life I would have gone. I'm ready. I'm ready for a kid now. I, I don't know how I would have gotten to that point yeah. without it. You can't plan everything, can you? Yeah, and sometimes there isn't that that right perfect time, is there? Yeah. I think you just got to be open to it and <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> Sorry, Nick's recording us. Again. <laughs> Selfies <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> so, um, yeah, given that that was a surprise, what was, um, I guess, you know, did you have to you know, quickly quickly change what you were planning from the proposal or did you not really stress about that? I, I delayed that a little bit and I, uh, what we had to start planning for is where we were living and what we were doing there because we lived a pretty... I'd say a pretty regular late 20s lifestyle at that point. That was work hard Monday to Friday, have all your mates around on the weekend, watch sport and... Wake up late. W- wake up late, yeah. eat takeaway food all day while you're lazing around in bed watching... It wasn't Netflix then, but whatever you were watching, daytime TV, DVDs, <laughs> Blu-rays. Melrose. Playing PlayStation. <laughs> so we, we went from that to thinking we need to have a um, a life for a family now so we're still running a shower over bath and if anyone's got those fixed glass screens on their shower over bath they know how annoying that is <laughs> with kids yeah so the, what, the priority for us was just to get ourselves sorted yeah in that in that respect so that was the transition for us was more about that less about us and more about just getting set up for the family the good news is my wife was born to be a mother she's got the most beautiful mother just maternally motherly instinct so she'd been training for that for 30 years up to that point so I was in pretty pretty good hands there yeah and were you able to switch off and let go of work or was that a bit harder to do initially it was actually a tricky time and I you know I I, hello to my general manager listening to this because I'll I'll (laughs) share a bit of a a bit of stuff about that moment in my in in time for me it was at the time in my life that I'd sort of prioritized my career and I I was coming into a pretty good spot with work and and um just discussing promotions and at that point in time I'd been asked to take on a restructured part of the the business and 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 manage that and it was particularly challenging and I remember I went away with Lisa and we went away she was pretty heavily pregnant and we went away and sort of said if if we do this now we need to make a plan for us as a family not not just me personally and it'd be pretty high pressure what I was doing is this the right thing for our family moving forward if not we had to make some pretty um pretty big choices quickly and um, given the, the, the people and, and a lot of the stuff within the workplace I knew that this would be a really good place for me but it would take a fair bit of work and application so as a family we we then made that commitment and worked out what that would need um, structurally so that we could still I could still push forward and, and focus on that whilst giving everything that I wanted to give to Lisa and to my son at that point in time. Mm. It's good to have the support from your partner. I think that's really important. Yeah. And that, that was that was the big thing. Before before he was even born, we just spoke about what does that look like? And if Lisa had her, her way, she'd be a mum 24 hours a day, seven days a week and never work ever again. So for me to say to her, what does that balance look like? It might mean that 
that you're not working five days anymore. She was just rubbing her hands together at that, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. And um, second child. So it's always different, very different to have the second one. Um, for you, how was that experience um, different or harder or easier or, or uh, with the second one? Well, leading into the, the second one, the after the birth of, of Ollie, I, I really struggled with that. I actually found whilst in my head I'd everyth- had everything planned out like I like to, um, you know, my, my wife did a nursing certification and, and then that's what she did leading up to having a child and then all of a sudden she diagnosed me um, from a nursing course. But she said to me post this time that she thought I had postnatal depression. So as, as we had the child, that was such a big change f- for me and that first nine months was a real challenge for me. I, I thought I'd be able to balance it better than I could and that that was really hard for me but to the point where I'd come home from work sometimes after a really long challenging day and it'd be that whole witching hour thing where he's screaming and carrying on and I'd just go to bed sometimes I would walk in at six o'clock and he'd be screaming at me in the face and I'd go into I'm embarrassed to talk about it now I'd go straight into bed and just go that that'll do me so it was a really challenging part for me hard to create a connection I found and it wasn't um it, was, it wasn't easy in that first little time. He didn't sleep, so none of us slept. He slept through his first night ever on the uh, the day of our wedding at 20 months old. Really? Wow. Hadn't, wow. hadn't slept through up until that point. So particularly tricky. So I thought I was in for the same thing with my daughter. So when she was born, and since then, by the way, since then we've created such a strong bond, and, and I think this next bit helped. So my daughter was born when he was about two, and... Um, I found that part required a lot more parenting than what I'd previously done because previously all the two of us had to do was sort of work out one kid between us and Lisa was happy to do 90% of it and I was and I was doing 10 at the first part. Uh, I remember the first, I don't know if you guys remember the first time you had to look after your child by, by yourself. Yeah. So scary. <laughs> and Lisa had a bottle ready. I think it was the first time she'd had her hair cut and I had two my two nicest mates around. No offence, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one had had a child and the other one was just... A, a tremendous human and we just stood there just watching him going what, what do we what do we do so anyway so that that was my contribution a, a, a up at about 12 weeks in so having the second child first I was thinking oh dear am I going to have the same struggles that I had with my son yeah. and and how will I manage that but two we sort of worked out that Lisa couldn't shoulder as much of the p- parenting and fortunately for me, I was in a really good spot with work and, and the pressure was off from that point of view. And um, so Ollie just rolled with me everywhere. So I had my, my son and we you know, found a new best mate and, and, and he just he came with me and I, I, I looked after everything f- for him and Lisa would take care of my daughter. So having the second one was probably, honestly, probably triple the amount of input required from me, but 10 times the amount of what I got Enjoyment. back out of it. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Unreal. Certainly a lot easier when you when you have the second and yeah you're you're responsible for the older one because yeah you know each other well they can communicate um, yeah it's it's something you can feel a bit more confident doing isn't it yeah it was easier it yeah came natural and you get out of waking up in the middle of the night because you have to get up with Ollie at five so surely you can't be getting <laughs> out with baby. I don't know if you listened to one of our earlier episodes where I said the first time I actually took my boy out was to a soccer game and he fell out of the pram <laughs> <laughs> from then on it was sort of like oh do I take you <laughs> so you've done well there yeah and um, so you, you, you think 
do you think you've found that balance now between kind of your work and home and, and the kids and friendship and all that kind of thing? I, I don't think I don't think you've ever get it perfect, Cam. I, I think that I've put a lot of work into it and I do a lot of, of talking constantly with my wife around what that looks like. And I think, um, you know, I, I think identity is a difficult thing as a, as a father these days as well. I think it's hard to work out. My dad growing up, his identity was he was the, the, the sole financial support for our family and that was he was a breadwinner and if and if he didn't go to work and do that then we wouldn't have what we need and he grew up poor um and and that was something for him he didn't want us to live so that was that moment in time but for me i i wanted to make sure that i had a, a different involvement in the household so i think the balance has been in and out of perfect and i don't think i've ever got it perfect but it's been something that i've been really big on and I'm something that I encourage of my wife as well which which we talk about you know you hear some of my mates will say should we go and do insert whatever this the activity is to care for yourself might might be go away overnight somewhere or go to the beach or go surfing or whatever it is and sometimes the natural instinct is for their partners to go oh well we should do whatever that looks like and I'll say to Lisa do that anyway you don't have to square the ledger if I'm going to do something for me if you want to go to, you know, one of them at one point said, let's go to Melbourne for the weekend because we were going away uh, for, for a weekend. With a, we do it every weekend in October, same time. And um, that's not every weekend of October, Mad by the Monday. way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that's really nice for us to spend that time together. But, but when she said that, I said to Lisa, if this, you want to go on a shopping trip to Melbourne, you should do that. You know, yeah, you, yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to do like that should be a priority for her. And her identity has been a mum and, that, and that's what she's always wanted but I, I think it's still important to have a balance of what else is important to you which which is different for her than it is for me as well. We, we talk about mental health quite a bit on here and um, I've found it really interesting that you said that your wife said that you had postnatal depression. I've never heard that from a man's perspective. We just, well, I think as men we sort of just... Um, close up close up shop and don't really speak how we're feeling and I, I think that's why that we we don't really hear much of men dealing with that but yeah can you tell us a bit more about that like what what are the apart from coming home after a, a heavy day and just going to bed because you don't want to deal with that or you physically couldn't like i've done the same thing after a night shift i'll come home and the kids would be melting down and i'll just be like i can't deal with this right now like and Thankfully, the wife sort of understands that and gives you a bit of space. But can you uh, – did anything else happen that sort of um, brought that on? Not look, – I'm looking back at all of this, I guess. So for me, it's hard to really put my finger on, on what that was. And unfortunately, we're going back – that was seven years ago now. Had I been going through now what I was then, I probably would have spoken to someone about it. But at that moment in time, one, I didn't really recognise it. And two, I didn't really, I didn't know enough about that type of thing then that I do now. So I think in the last six or seven years, I've learned a lot more about it and just talking to other people about it, it's nearly like no one warned you about it. Had I, has someone has said to me, hey mate, the no sleeping thing, sleep deprivation, you'll never know what it feels like until you've experienced it. And here's the type of things that you may feel so that I felt normal about it. In my head, I just thought, What's going on here? I'm know? not set out for this. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, 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 asking myself all sorts of questions. So uh, it was it was challenging, and, and I didn't talk to my wife about it at the time either. It was probably not until 
my son was 18 months old before she even said anything to me about it so she saw it obviously so what are the what are some of the things you were thinking though like what was in your head to think to yourself this i'm not dealing with this right i think i felt um i i didn't realize i wasn't dealing with it right to be honest i just felt overwhelmed yeah. so to be honest, I, I couldn't tell you that at this point in time I realised because it wasn't until I was well through it that I thought I wasn't feeling I can't do this. I wasn't thinking to myself, this is too hard. I was just feeling overwhelmed, angry and sad at the same time. You know, yep. I just I just have to f- run away often and just go, this this is too much. So if you, um, if you could go back now with the knowledge you've got from this experience, how would you deal with it? Or how do you deal with it now when it all sort of gets too much at home? I, I, I have better balance now than I did previously. So for me, I started uh, when I turned 30. So Ollie would have been, I'd have to do the math, six months old or something like that. I started um, getting fit. So for me, that was, it started off as two things. One, I felt I, I wanted to get fit and I think I'd signed up for a Tough Mudder and couldn't run a kilometre. So I was in pretty bad shape there. But two, it felt like a guilt-free way of spending a bit of time on my own as well. So I, th- I think there was a bit of, e- without knowing exercise would make me feel better, exercise gave me an hour where I wasn't thinking, oh, I should be home helping Lise or, or whatever that was. So that's how it started out for me. And that became my exercise every day now. And I, I feel like I've done the wrong thing if I haven't, because that's yeah. a good, it, it makes me feel good afterwards, obviously, but also it, um, it gives me, 45 guilt-free minutes where I'm not at the pub having a pint thinking oh, I really should get home and I, I, I'm not I'm doing the wrong thing because I'm sort of looking after myself along the way so that was that was one way I started managing it but had I had my time over I wish I'd known that was part of the process and the sleep deprivation and all of that would come to an end and, and I probably should have spoken about that in that moment more and I don't know whether that's seeing someone, the business I work for is really good at providing support with those type of things. So I could have done that very easily. Or if it's just um, realising that it's it, it's quite normal and manageable if if you have the support around you to manage it. Nice. No, that's good. Um, what I've, I noticed Triple M do a lot of, we'll get to the radio sort of stuff now, they do a lot of... Yeah, they're a bit different to the other radio stations in regards to the music they play and um, the mental health sort of um, side they take, uh, sorry, stance they take. So can you explain to the, any listeners what they do with the, yeah, the no well, no talk day or something Yeah, like sure. It's, it's the evolution of the man and, and I guess you'd see culture and, and music evolve and so should masculinity. And, he, and if you think about that, Triple M's 40 years old now. You know, what, what, the, what it was to be a, a modern man 40 years ago is not what it is now. And it's really important for us as a brand that we connect with our audience in the right way. And so we've done a stack of, of, of research and, and talking to our, um, to, to, to our audience to find out what that looks like. And when we first did it, a few years ago when I first read about it, and you th- if people were answer survey questions, you would think, what would a current bloke want? You know, more money, promotions. If you think about the, the, what you think would be what a, what a guy would want, a lot of the, the answers that came back was be a better husband, be, be a good father, um, to, to be there for my mates when they needed me. We're in the top five. And, and so as, as we've looked at what that means, we've done a lot of work onto, into what's important 
and, and what's important to to our men, what's really important, not the facade of, of what's important. But in behind that, there's a lot of issues, social issues, that blokes find important now that they didn't previously. Um, mental health is probably the largest. That's number one that comes up. Yeah. But if you think diversity, uh, if you think about identity, the identity crisis I spoke about before, what what, what is a, a, a man's role in the, in the modern world? And I... Um, and, and so that's really important for us at, at Triple M. So you'll hear us, um, you'll hear us often talk about it on air. And the No Talk Day you mentioned before is is something that we do, and we actually just give anyone that's talking the day off. We don't run messages, we don't run announces, and the whole idea is it's it's okay. Let's talk to our mates, and and we support Are You Okay Day and other things along the way as well. But this is a day where we don't talk, and the whole idea is we're not talking, so you can. So we're hoping that our audience, not just blokes, but but we're, we're talking to blokes because they're less likely to, to to do this on their own. And and we spend a whole day saying, you're not going to hear us talk, so you can. So the whole idea is making sure you're having conversations. And, and it, you will see that 71% of our audience uh, say that they're on their way to becoming better blokes. So our audience and, and us and, and people listening, I think most people would relate to that and go, I, I want to be better now. And, and it's really important for us as a brand that we do what we can to support that in many, many ways. That's amazing. That's so important too. It's just, and just from a radio perspective, it's so annoying when all you wanted, like you're in that sort of uh, G'd up moment where you're, your brain's just so fuzzy from being stressed out and you've, the kids have just been screaming at you or whatever. You, what, what, However you're amplified, you get in the car to go somewhere you don't want to be listening to ads. You don't want to be listening to people talking in that. Right. Mate, I'm not sure about the ads. <laughs> and you, but you 98% listen- of our audience disagrees with you. <laughs> Maybe not ads, but, you know, I, I, uh, I know I'm going to start listening to Triple M now, that's for sure, because you just jump in the car and you're like, if I just need something to distract me, and talking is not it, you know? So it's good to hear that sort of thing. But, yeah, I, you mentioned before that you do a lot of exercise an hour daily or 45 minutes daily. That's unbelievable. Um, Is that yeah. by looking at me you say that? Oh, what a, what, I mean, what a rig. There's no way you could. There's it's a no working. <laughs> He's a chiseled man. Um, so you you do an hour of exercise a day. What's your favourite? What's your go-to workout? Uh, F45. I do F45 uh, three days a week and I will do I call it normal gym a couple of days a week and then I play touch football as well. Nice. Very F- active man. F45 is my favourite. I, I eat very poorly, so I have to – that's just sort of squares the ledger. I don't I don't change body shape at all. Yeah. Um, my metabolism slowed as it probably has. Um, well, neither of you look like it have, has, but um, the metabolism well, slowed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do an hour, hour – no, I don't do an hour a day. I do 40 minutes a 40 day. 40 minutes, yeah, that's good. That's that's a pretty impressive balance, though, you know. A lot of people wouldn't – and, and – a lot of people don't really realise that 40 minutes a day isn't that much. That's sort of going for a walk, you know. If you're walk, you go to the shops, you're walking for 40 minutes. It's not exercise, but it's better than sitting at home, you know. Mm. It's like if you're doing something a day for that long, that's that's all you need to be doing. But I just build it into my routine and it's a priority thing. And I say, my wife and I have this conversation often. It's just a priority thing. So yeah. I get up really early, well before the kids do. I would have left for work early anyway. I'm a morning person, so I leave early and come home a bit earlier. So I just get up and leave home at 20 past five. That's your balance, isn't it? Just do it on the way to work. Yeah. It really, it's 45 minutes out of your day. but It's guilt-free. It's, it, it is guilt-free. And the kids more often than not are asleep, so I don't even feel like I'm putting my wife in 
um, to Ava doing that. Yeah, that's definitely the way to go. I'll do that too. But what's your uh, what do you reckon your go to cheat meal is? You say you eat poorly, but you've got to have one <laughs> dirty, 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 shameful meal. <laughs> it's sweet. That you eat in your car because you don't want anyone to see you eating it. It's disgusting. I had one today. The schnitty downstairs. I do twelve dollars schnitties. Yep. At the Bavarian beer cafe. Oh, nice. Nice. That's tasty. That's not dirty. <laughs> it's it's as big as a plate. <laughs> oh yes, but it's sweet. For me. I've got to have yeah. I've got to have dessert every night. Yeah, nice. doesn't matter. And and sometimes what's your go to? Uh, ice cream, yeah, but okay. I don't. I don't, I've have never had dairy. Uh, not never had it, of course, but I've never eaten had soy in my bottles as a kid. So I have to eat dairy free ice cream. Which if anyone ever tried that and then had a Macca's soft serve, they're the opposite ends of the <laughs> off the wall, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's totally different. But that is my definitely my um my go to. But the other one is for me. Uh, and sometimes I sneak these. I do the groceries, and that's one of my chores for this similar reason to exercise. It's a chore, but it gives me an hour to listen to podcasts or do other, do some thinking without feeling the guilt because it's a household chore, I guess. Yeah. And I love the white chocolate macadamia cookies at Coles. Often I'll eat a whole packet of six. <laughs> nice. What a mouth. Now that is a cheap one. Don't even bring them home. You like the ones at Subway? They're superb. Are they better than them? They're, they're lovely, but they're not as convenient. So I'll just buy a pack of six from Coles. Yeah. And often, if there's one left, I'll, put it, I'll put it in the bin on, on my home so my wife doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> now that is yeah. shame eating right there. I love that. Um, I do want to know, though, from such an active person, how do you instill... Sorry, instill these bloody Mick Malloy beers again. <laughs> yeah, mid strength. Oh, no. Um, how do you instill sort of a healthy lifestyle on your kids? Because you've got to be setting that example. You must be setting that example somehow from the start. I'd like to say I am, but the truth is, my son in particular is really fussy. Do you guys have fussy eaters? You've got one of each. Coming into that, yeah. yeah. So one, one, no, two fussy and one will just eat anything. I've got one of each, and the fussy one he's really active and I think it's easy just to say he burns it off it's okay but I do think about my adult lifestyle choices and just think just because he can burn off the calories there's more to a growing body than just that so I think about it a lot and I try to limit the sweets where I can knowing that that he's the same as me but in all honesty he eats chicken nuggets toasted sandwiches and breakfast cereal is his stable diet. So I just try and keep away the sweets as much as I can, but he just he just won't eat without it. So it's it, that is a real challenge for me. My daughter's fine. She'll eat anything. Bowls of fruit by the buckets, completely fine. But my son, I, I worry about some of that stuff at times. So what, he's not eating enough because he's burning so much or he's just not eating enough in general? Uh, he's just eat, he's eating enough, but it's... It's enough of chicken nuggets and <laughs> sandwiches. Have you tried making homemade ones? Yeah, he won't do it. Doesn't help. No, oh, absolutely wow. not. He's so fussy. He, he, even brands, and um, I won't name a brand because I know you've got a couple of sponsorships pending. <laughs> some global chicken brands, but global. Um, he'll only he'll only eat one of them. So he'll only Jeez. eat one of the frozen chicken nuggets. So that's that's a real challenge for me. It's something I wish that I was better at, but I don't think it's important enough. He eats a lot of wheat bix and yogurt and fruit so it's not important enough at this moment in time that i lose sleep on it but it's something i'm i think we could do a little better at yeah okay yeah nice um daddy dinners mate get on the daddy dinners <laughs> if you instagram it they eat it <laughs> it's all for the gram yeah <laughs> now i got one more question regarding your dad bod not that you have one or anything but if, if you had a choice of looking like chris hemi hemsworth or rusty russell crow knowing full well their wellness routine and they're both drowning in babes who would you be 
uh, I'll answer for my wife and say Chris Hemsworth. Now answer for yourself, Mick Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely be Hemi so I could live in Byron and wear gypsy pants daily. <laughs> Judgment free. That's right. <laughs> Keep working on the pythons. That's it. Who would you be, Camo? Oh, yeah, Thor for sure. It's got to be Thor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Lovely. All right, we wanted to chat to you around something we haven't spoken to other dads about yet. It's quite an interesting one um, and something that you and, and Lisa take quite seriously, which is around travel, um, ho- you know, family holidays. Um, so you've told me in the past that you, you know, you've done the odd family trip to Europe. You, 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 you've in the past as well tried to have an annual trip to either Vanuatu or Fiji. Um, tell us a bit about that, why you guys put a lot of importance on travel and then kind of were keen to hear some kind of tips on how you actually kind of do that, especially plan travel with kids yeah of course it's something I'm pretty um, passionate about for me it's uh, I, I, t- I said at the start one of the things that I get the most enjoyment out of is just being with my kids and watching them enjoy themselves and they have so much fun when they're away at a somewhere with a pool even though we've got a pool but other people's pools are way cooler so it's really it, it makes me feel good also it gives me time to wind down without I'm, I'm always busy doing something. So if the kids are in the pool, I'm cutting up dinner or I'm, I'm always running around doing something. So I work towards a week every school holidays and I make sure that I do very little over those school holidays so I can just spend seven days concentrating on what they're doing. Um, the trip to Europe's an interesting one. So one of the, the um, uh, challenges with having a pleasant <laughs> surprise was I'd never been to Europe. So be a good politician. Eh? When, uh, <laughs> when, when Ollie was born, my wife was all about everything sweet and I just said, I haven't really travelled that much. And I know, Cam, that was an itch you scratched a few years mm. prior to having kids, so you, you did that well. But I hadn't. So the opportunity came up, and this feels really selfish upon reflection, the opportunity came up, I was going overseas for four days on a work trip and I thought, oh, it's Hong Kong, and I'll be there for four days. I should just duck over to Europe while I'm there. And I had a bunch of mates living over there. I spoke to a couple of them, and they said, come on over, stay with me at London. We'll go over to Spain for a couple of days. And my son was... Honkers to Madrid. I <laughs> could just say no. <laughs> so I convinced myself that that's a good idea just to get that out of my system. So I did that week on my own, but I have to tell you, I felt really guilty while I was doing it and and I thought it would just tick it off the list and it sort of did I'm not a big fan of London to be honest um, Spain is excellent I, I think I would go back to Spain yeah so um, so I, I did that on my own and I miss the kids and I don't, I don't regret it I don't really have I think it's a bit of a waste having regrets is a bit of a wasted thing but I certainly while I was there I felt pretty average I felt pretty average doing that. So so that's my, my guilty European story on my own. But the, the week away is really important for the reason I mentioned at the start. I think it's a really good time to uh, to sort of check out and from work and what else you're doing, get out of your environment and just, just relax for a week. It gives you something to look forward to as well. The kids really look forward to it. Uh, I'm really, I'm a real tight ass, so I do it on the cheap. Mum's got this sort of timeshare so thing. keeping you on speed. Where, <laughs> <laughs> where we can get really good accommodation. Um, I'm a very poor surfer. I uh, learned to surf a few years ago very averagely, so I get to sort of jump on the board. And uh, whilst I'm bad, my kids think I'm excellent. Um, <laughs> so that, that's a heap of fun. And um, it, it's something we've tried to do since the kids were little. But when they were really little... We didn't do it as much, and and Cam, you mentioned Fiji. We, we've been to Vanuatu as a family twice, and uh, to Fiji maybe three or four times, mm-hmm. 
and it's really enjoyable now because they can swim and it's really it's a lot of fun when they were little it was just parenting somewhere else so yeah. we tried to do it a bit but it was no more peaceful it was just at a less comfy porticot than a bed so instead of waking up three times a night it was four and you were tired and you you know as soon as the kids went to sleep you went to sleep so we we, we didn't really find it as rewarding then so if anyone holidaying now with really young kids it, it gets better as they're two plus i reckon mm-hmm. Thank God. and um <laughs> and um the tip for me on that would just be if you can get a get an apartment rather than a um a, a studio room so a twin room with two beds it's just chaos kids playing fighting whatever their kids are doing waking up and one wakes everyone wakes so what we do now is is we uh leverage the the timeshare availability that we have and we get up two bedroom apartments kids have their own room and um, it just makes it a really enjoyable holiday. Once the kids go to bed, you can you can have a couple of drinks and, and sit out in the whatever you want to sit out in the balcony or, or spend some adult time without having to whisper and um, <laughs> without, <laughs> without having to whisper and feel like you're waking the kids up. Yeah. So we try and get a ground floor if we can, so the kids can run around and and we just about always get a two bedroom apartment so that we can sort of um, separate off the areas a bit. There you go. Good advice. Um, any any tips for anyone who eventually can travel on planes again with kids? It's the hardest part. Yep. So the hardest part, my kids are they. I could I could sleep here. Honestly, if you gave me fifteen minutes, I could sleep here. So my kids are like me. They'll just sleep anywhere. So we can go on a plane to Fiji and they'll sleep the whole way. And and so that's really quite good. We haven't been any further as a family than Fiji. I don't think okay. so. It's not. We haven't been really far. Been very manageable with lollies. Don't judge me, Nick. I see you looking at me again. No way. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing all these notes down. <laughs> so that, that's really manageable. The thing they hate the most is the ears afterwards. They both really get bothered by the, my ears hurt, my ears hurt. So they don't like, they asked if we could drive to, where did we say we were going? Maybe Hawaii before COVID. My wife and I have been to Hawaii, loved it and thought it'd be cool to go with the kids. And my son wanted to drive there <laughs> because he didn't want to go on the plane. So We'll be doing a lot more local, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast. We live in Brisbane, so Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast. Uh, and we do we do a week every holidays there. The plane is just really challenging. It's, um, again, judgy. I'm not looking at you. Chewing gum. If you let the kids have chewing gum as they're going down or a lollipop or something, it helps. Yeah. But even they just hate hate flying because of the ears. <laughs> I'm not judging, but I let my kid have, my oldest kid have chewing gum for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, don't swallow it. Don't swallow it. Don't swallow it. Swallowed it straight (laughs) within 30 seconds. I was like, Where is it? I swallowed it. (laughs) You had one job. One job. Was it Grape Hubba Bubba? (laughs) No, it was just like shitty Wrigley's spearmint. (laughs) Mint. Maybe you just wanted to get rid of it. This is like brushing my teeth. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good advice. I can imagine. There should be no judgment with travelling on a plane with kids. No, well, we've done the Sydney trip here and there, and it's just whatever you can do yeah. to make them sit still and be quiet. Here's your iPad, games, whatever Snacks. you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I try not to judge others too for the same yeah. reason. Do you know try. what is really important that I've made really important since having our second, you know, the, the live wire cam? Yeah. Don't judge other parents when their kids are screaming anywhere in the world because you're like, I'm dealing with that at home. And yes. he probably he does it out in public too. So like I'd never ever anymore judge parents for screaming kids. I'm like, oh, how dare you? How dare your child make that noise in public? Now it's just like, <laughs> oh man, I'm feeling you. I always give them the like sympathetic nod. You're like, 
Yes. Sorry, mate. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I do judge them when they yell back at their kids. I think, oh. <laughs> and then I find myself doing that. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. Look <laughs> <laughs> what you're making me do. <laughs> All right. And the final section we wanted to chat through was another one. Once again, something we haven't spoken about yet, but uh, I'm very interested to hear about um, your experience with this. Um, so you mentioned your your son was a bit of a surprise. You've got the two, um, but since then you've you and your your partner have decided that you're you're done. You're going to call it at two, um, and you've had you've had the old snip. You've had the vasectomy. Um, so how did you kind of arrive at that decision um, with your with your wife? Well, we what we hadn't completely agreed on was number of kids, and I know Cam, you initially wanted ten. How I said, I said five. Six? Five. Okay, five. <laughs> I've since uh, I've since reconsidered. <laughs> so um, we hadn't really <laughs> agreed on that. We'd agreed that we wanted kids, but we hadn't spoken about number. So when we had one, if Lisa had said to me, "I don't want any more," I would have said, "All right, let's let's not." And my daughter is just beautiful, so now it's so hard to even say that looking back on it. But um, but we said, "Yeah, let, let's have two. That's a good number." And I could tell my wife wanted three, and I, I could tell, and I just said. I just, I just can't do that. My daughter didn't sleep that well either, so that was a really challenging time. And we were just in the point where our family was just so happy. You know, we, we, we were having such a good time. Uh, my daughter was just starting to sleep, and we just had the conversation. And Lisa said, "Can we wait a little bit longer? You know, just in case I might want a third, which is definitely not. Uh, no offense to you two, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, we did that. And then I just said, it's actually really important to me that." Um, that that we get to uh, make that decision for me to get to sex. So she said, "Yeah, that that makes sense." And muted um, the poor man. <laughs> I was I was really nervous about it. I don't like needles much, yeah. so you can imagine I don't like needles in my arm, let alone you know down there. So I did some research and I, I read this article online um, that, that said how good this particular doctor was at vasectomies. Mm-hmm. And I thought this sounds good. The truth is, he also gave intravenous. Valium, so for someone as nervous as me, the good stuff. Yeah, it was the good gear. So I went and saw him, and he'd done a heap. He'd done a heap of them, and it, they was it was his specialty. So um, I went and got it done. It was pretty straightforward on the day, but it wasn't scalpelless. So my mates had had the scalpelless done. One of them went motorbike riding the next day. So Jesus. yeah. So I thought this this will be okay. I'll get the Valium, and I didn't realise that it was full. Edward Scissorhands type of scalpel. <laughs> so the actual procedure was fine, steel bench, and, you know, I, he lis- let me listen to a podcast, so I listened to a podcast, next minute, there you are, away you went. Pinned your wrists and hands, uh, your wrists and ankles down to the, the steel bench. No, the, va- <laughs> the Valium actually took care of a lot of that, so oh, nice. I was not worried about it at the time, but um, the healing process was quite um, quite challenging, actually. I um, did the whole... My um, my manager at the time sent me. Actually, he got one of the guys at work to organise me one of those uh, hemorrhoid cush- cushions yeah. and a bag of frozen peas and a bag of frozen corn and got them delivered to my house yeah, yeah, so yeah. that I had everything I <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I needed. But the the whole process at the time for me took a little longer to heal. It's not that bad, but to be honest, it's it's whilst I play it up to my wife, it's really not a. A, a post-op thing to be concerned about. It, I had it the worst experience of a lot of them, and it was really, it was no worse than getting a tooth pulled or something pretty, pretty basic that you wouldn't be that stressed about. So, it, it's a process that's pretty straightforward. Uh, whilst I still haven't got my final test, so that was uh, my daughter's five tomorrow. So that was a few years ago now, and I've never oh gone God, back yeah. just to make sure 
that it's uh, been fully effective. Um, but run on, run on the risk. I, <laughs> You're supposed yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that process is a bit funny. But um, anyway, I actually went. I got a skin check from the same guy, specialises in vasectomies and skin checks, which is weird. <laughs> and uh, he gave me a, another referral, so I best go and do that yeah. sometime soon. But the process for anyone out there listening, thinking, "Oh, it's scary." The thought of it's scary. It's like going to the dentist. You know, you walk out or getting getting your flu needle. You go in there thinking, "Oh, is this going to hurt?" And you walk away going, "Oh, that's not too bad." Until yeah. next time, and you're worried about it. It's really not that bad. Okay. You walked out of the vasectomy clinic with a numb jaw? <laughs> or just, oh, downstairs. <laughs> Welcome back. We're with Hamish. Uh, just remember that Shit Dad Pod is powered by Smashing Fibers Apparel. So check them out online and on their Instagram. And if you buy anything, sorry, when you buy anything, uh, type in ship shit free at checkout for free shipping. And remember to send us in your emails or Instagram messages. Slide into our DMs and send us some uh, some fun stories or dad jokes or whatever you got to go into the draw for a gift voucher for Smashing Fibers. So now we are drinking um, something a little bit stronger. What do we got, Ham? We have the Last Man Standing Australian Lager. So it's another craft lager, not my normal go-to, but the Brick Lane Backyarder. I'd drink that again. What do you think? Yeah, I'd take it again, yeah. So this one is actually, this is a bit of a celebrity beer, and this one's Stephen Bradbury's what, beer. Mick's not enough of a celebrity. <laughs> G'day, Mick. Sorry. A no, real celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is Stephen Bradbury's beer, which is why it's called Last Man Standing. So oh, this will be the that. second time I've... I've tried it, but the first time was after a few more, and uh, I'm pretty keen to give it another run. Not reliable. Right. Okay, sweet. Get ass. stuck in. Yeah. It's 1.3 standard, so I should, yeah, I should be right. I'll be done. Just little sips. It's a different taste, isn't it? Yep. Stronger. That tastes more like a night out with Nick, Mick Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> Bit heavier. <laughs> Getting, we're starting to get real with the conversation. <laughs> what it, so it identifies as courage, belief, determination, and a little luck. That's what it takes to overcome the odds. Yeah, nice. I like the uh, the after frenth. <laughs> Strong frenth. Strong frenth. It's all about the frenth. Now, um, with every guest so far, we've done our little how daddy you quiz. Yeah, it is a bit bigger, isn't it? Mm. Got a bit more, a bit more volume in the can. Um, so we do a how data you quiz. We got one point for every yes out of ten, with the potential for an extra two points. I'm scoring. Cam's on the score. Okay. We do okay, this cool. on Triple M, and it's a hundred dollars per correct answer. Well, you can pay us a hundred dollars. <laughs> Mick can. Yeah, we're giving Mick enough of a shout out. I'm going to tag him in everything online, <laughs> and he can send the uh, the gift vouchers for every correct answer. Right. So how data you quiz. Question one, do you hate lights being left on? Yes. Good. Do you grunt when you sit down slash stand up? Both. Yeah, nice. I tested that out today and it's it's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> Can't believe it. I'm only 33. And, and creak now as well. My knees. Oh, my do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Cracks, you crack yeah. Well, okay. Do you know when you try and walk quietly up the hallway at night time? It's like the kids may not be asleep, but I really want to go downstairs and have a cuppa or a beer or something. You're like, kurk, kurk. And then you, every joint cracks. Like, Fuck, man. How old am I? This is hectic. Um, righto. Yeah, exactly that word. But do you use that word to wrap up a conversation or a variant of? What word? Righto. Yes. Yep, cool. Don't uh, we all? 
Do you mute the TV during an ad break? No. I'm in advertising sales. We have a television and a radio business. I turn I it up. I love ads. You miss Give all the me good the messaging. Ads. I need the content. I do not. I don't channel surf. I don't. If an ad breaks on, I wait until the program comes back. I like that's, that. That's the truth. I'm not saying that because of the business I'm in. Do you talk? Do you use that time to talk to your wife though? Or like, if she's trying to talk to you during the the, the show you want to watch, you're like, no, no, shh. She does. She normally only break. talks to me when the show's on, not when the ad breaks are on. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, can you just wait for the ad break? And like, I get in trouble for it too. It's just like, and she goes, shh, 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 man. What so I, no, I forget. <laughs> right um, do you say good day for it or a variant of when it's sunny and ever? Often. Yeah, cool. So you like walk outside and you're like, ah, day for it. Yeah, I say yeah, it, about but I also nothing mean in particular. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I submit, but oh, sometimes I only mean it. Sometimes I'll say it if I see someone doing something too. You know, ah, someone's mowing their lawn, a neighbour's yeah. mowing the lawn. I'll throw it out there as well. Yeah, and then they send back the polite little chuckle. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Or a bit of a look. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, do you switch off the GPS until you get to the suburb you're going to because you know the main roads? I look at the map once. Yeah, and I don't look at it again until I get really close. And yep. sometimes I'll say, at least just. Just do it. What, just, what street is it yeah. again? Just, that's yeah. all. I love that. Um, we're up to five. We're up to five. Out of how many? Six. Six. Oh, right. oh, he's doing real well. Am I? You see? That's pretty damn do you well. Do if you get more or less? More. Okay. The good. more dad you are, the better. Good. 500 bucks. Good stuff. Yeah, good start. Um, do you back into every parking space? No. Ooh. Do not. And, and you know why? I know this is meant to be a quick quiz, but no. you know what agitates me about that is you can nose in, bang straight away. You nose straight out really easy. But people that back in and take three or four goes, hold all the traffic up, they could have just nosed in, bang, they're in, and no, reversing out is a, is a, is a one-shot go. So oh, that's why I don't reverse It's in usually people in bigger cars who maybe aren't the most confident at driving bigger cars. <laughs> that's yes. true. And they can Giant use the mirrors eats. more and their reverse sensors and yeah, cameras. I understand. Yeah, definitely. So that's a no. Okay. Uh, do you ever... So you've got you obviously, being a dad, have your own coffee mug, your favourite coffee mug? I do. Yeah. Do you only ever rinse it? Instead of washing it? No, uh, no, I'm the opposite of that. I wash before I put anything in the dishwasher. So you can come oh. round to my house and the dishwasher looks like it's been on. <laughs> a rinser. It, I'm a rinser. I would not want that coffee stain around the mug. So that's that's where all the flavour is. That's where the flavour's <laughs> left. You can't get rid of the flavour. Dad tax. So whenever you're distributing your, um, your chicken nuggets or your, your takeaway food to the kids, do you always have a bite? Nearly every time. Yeah, good. Which I think is one of the issues with the dad bod thing, by the way. Yeah. Mm. I think... It gets you. Yep. And, and I do say dad tax when I do it, but yep. I also let the, eat the leftovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you haven't done the dad tax properly if you haven't left a, eaten, the, eaten the leftovers. Now, I'll give you an extra point here. If you, at the same time, tell your kids you're only doing this to make sure it's not poison. It's okay if you don't. I don't think, I, I don't no? think I've used that oh, one before. There's one for you. I might say it's it's, it's safe. No, I haven't used the word. One poison. less point in the quiz, but one little dad advice for you. you. There's a little little comment to yeah, throw you. Thank you. Yeah, you're that, you're that, helping them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saving your life potentially. <laughs> now, um, do you turn the radio down when you're looking for a street number? 
I should have read. I wish I hadn't known these questions. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have to think about that. I, I don't know. I'll say no because I've never thought about it. Yeah. All right. I'll give you. I'll a turn my wife down, but like if I'm looking, <laughs> I'll say shh. Yeah, yeah. That's close enough. I'll give that. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay that. <laughs> That's almost worse because you've just shushed your wife <laughs> yeah. and you've put her in an extra bad mood after that. Um, and one last one, which is always just a gimme. Do you admire your lawn after you've mowed it? Isn't it the best thing to do? It is the so best good. thing. Yeah. But I'll also give you an extra point if you do so with a beer every time. Not every time. But most times? No, that's okay. No, sometimes. Okay. Not most times. That's all right. No but extra I, points. But I like also talking to my wife about it too. I'll say, Lex. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you make what, them what check. Do you yeah, yeah. Oh, that's got to be worth that yeah. point. You've got to make sure they've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want the compliment, but I'll say, oh, that looks, the lawn looks green. You know, I just pretend yeah. it's about the lawn. She goes, oh, wow, it looks totally different now. Lovely. That's an extra point. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Right, that's I'm actually going to use that. <laughs> that ended up being nine with it, all the extra points. Nine! <laughs> oh, yes. Not quite Benny standard, but he's no. still amazing dad. I think that's top two. That's definitely well top two. Yeah, well that done, That means Hamish. second, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, thanks, mate. You can no just say second. <laughs> no one trains for second place. We we still enjoyed that. Not drinking the last man standing beer. <laughs> drinking the beer of a winner. That's right. <laughs> now, we wanted to talk about tight ass tidbit because you've mentioned that you're a bit of a tight ass um, and you mentioned something to me I'd like you to tell our listeners about. It's to do with light bulbs. Oh, I stole this off a mate of mine quite a few years ago. The thing that drives me nuts, and I think you guys have actually had it in a previous quiz, is when you get home and we've got downlights and 26 downlights, I'm not exaggerating, 26 downlights will be on. My study, my study that I work from, the lights are on in there. The toy room, the dining room, the kitchen, the front room, and the and um, sometimes the hallway lights are on as well. It's 26 lights. I'm at the point where I gave them a final warning that I'm going to start removing the bulbs out. My mate Tom said that as a, a thing once, and they can't reach it. So we only have a step high enough for me to just reach the bulbs. Love it. So they're on their final warning for that. Drives me crazy. And yeah. we've got solar. I don't even pay for electricity. <laughs> <laughs> it just still drives me crazy. Yeah. It's the principle, yeah. You're wasting it. Well, yeah, keen to hear if you know if you follow through with that and how it goes down. I think my bark's bigger than my bike. <laughs> yeah, nice. Does anyone else have a tight ass tidbit? Um, I've got a good one. So uh, some cars, and ours has this feature where I say feature, it's, it's a shitty old car, but it's got the sunglasses <laughs> sunglasses holder up just above the uh, the rear view mirror. So yeah. you can press it, opens up, and um, instead of putting sunnies in there, as you should, um, we figured out, yeah, you can put your phone in there. So if you're going on a bit of a drive, um, you need the kids just to you know settle or be quiet, chuck Bluey on your phone, put oh, it up there, and they can nice. both see it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm stealing that. Yeah. And that way, I don't have to then buy... One of those like back of car seat holders for your phone, or an in, or an in car DVD player, even more expensive. <laughs> yeah. You just oh, would not yeah. consider exactly, that. exactly. That's top two tight ass tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I noticed recently that I just do this without even knowing I've done it. Like I did it by cleaning out the, the top of the cupboard the other day, and I realised, holy crap, we've kept every birthday candle since we've had the kids. We, we keep birthday candles, even though they're like two bucks a packet. I'm just like, no, nah, keeping it, especially the numbers, because we've got more than one kid. So I'm pretty sure we've got the number one, two, three from the first kid that we're just going to recycle. That makes sense. Yeah. Teenage yeah. years bring them back. Yeah. Tidbit. Nice one. Yeah, you got the for the teens as well. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Set for life. Who needs scratchies? <laughs> right. Um, we're going to move into a little segment we like to call Dad Joke of the Day. Um, wait. 
That was ordinary. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mate went to buy 100 bees from the beekeeper last week, um, but when he got home, he found well over 100 in the hive. Um, so he's like really confused and he's he's rung the beekeeper and he goes, just check your wallet, mate. Check the receipt. Turns over the receipt and he said uh, he's th- thrown in a few freebies. Oh, oh nice. Well done. <laughs> this one's from my auntie. She said, you know, because we talk about dad bod a fair bit. Oh, she's that was like, actually some part of the joke. No, <laughs> no. This was sent in by my auntie. <laughs> she says, you know, it's not called a dad bod. It's a father figure. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Mm, it's quality. That's a keeper. Now, Hamish, you said that you've got um, your your pop was a bit of a bit of a dad joke aficionado. So my pop, very very good man. He used to love spending time with us, and there was two things that he would do: one, play the guitar. I think he only knew four chords, but he would sing really loudly and just strum the the basic chord pattern. So he's Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and um, and the second thing he'd do is he, we'd sit around the campfire, lived on property, and we'd sit around the campfire, and he would say, "Throw, uh, give me a topic or give me something," and then he'd tell us a joke, always dad jokes around Excellent. what that what that topic was. I have a really poor memory, so I. My repertoire is about six different okay. things, so I, I'd never really tried it in 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 real life. Do you want to give it a try? Do you want to give okay. me a topic and I'll see it. if I fail or not? And if I fail, you can just edit it out, and then we can just go straight to whatever's <laughs> next. All right, just, just give me something quite vague. COVID. Oh. <laughs> okay, I, I can actually tell you when I got my COVID shot. So I was I was in getting my COVID shot. And I, I was waiting too long in the line for Pfizer, so I just went to my GP. And I was sitting, I was sitting at the the GP clinic, and I I, um, I heard the guy say to me, to the lady next to him, he said, "Oh, I've been waiting here for so long. I th- I think my bottom's fallen asleep." And the lady said, "I thought so. I think I heard it snoring." <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice, well done. Nice. Very well done. I was so nervous then. I only have about that was one of the six. So you <laughs> glad that worked. So well. Pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, so good. Enjoyed that. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? Stick. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You're talking uh, no. to the king of dad jokes. <laughs> I'm down to four <laughs> jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to dad hack. So we've got one from a listener today from Corey. Um, he actually sent in a video on Instagram, um, and this is one I mentioned before. My son's sort of squirmy on the change table. This is probably a little bit, uh, he's probably a bit old for this one, but I'll show you guys what it is, and I'll talk the listeners through it. So when you've got young babies and you use those kind of uh, onesies where they've got the little studs on the bottom to go over the nappy, essentially you can undo that, tie their arms up, into it and then do the studs back up. It's, oh, it's what you were talking about. It's the yeah. straight jacket. Yeah, straight it's essentially jacket. a straight jacket. That is amazing. Thanks, Corey. So we'll um, we can also kind of share that on the socials so people can see it. So um, those as frustrating as studs and buttons can be with kids' clothes. That's a good little tip. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Keeping it. All right. Dad hacks. Any other dad hacks? I got a super dad hack now. When we um, started buying the kids toys and that, houses, newer houses these days don't have that much storage. So we have a lot of sort of crates and stuff hidden behind couches and it sort of get, got a bit annoying that when they wanted to play with these toys that they were all shoved in these crates that they couldn't lift the crates themselves because we just jammed so much shit in there that it's just really hard to lift. So we decided... So these are these little Ikea crates that you get for whatever it is, 30 bucks. 
and they were just sitting there like, dragging it out, scratching the floor, and it was annoying the heck out of me. So I've decided to put some caster wheels on the bottom, four caster wheels on each crate, and now they can just wheel them out and I can sit on the couch watching YouTube videos, <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> well Dad done. Had. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, shit dad moment of the week. Let's do it. Um, I got one from last night. So <laughs> as, as it happened to me and it was, as it, that occurred, I was literally thinking, oh, great, I got a good one for the podcast. <laughs> I didn't feel guilty at all. So my wife, um, she was away last night for work, so it was just me, home alone with the kids. And I was working from home and she said, make sure you get milk. Go out at some point today and get some milk. Doesn't that annoy you? Oh. Like, I'm working from home. Would you ask me to go and leave the office to do that? It's so frustrating. Anyway, exactly. sorry, mate. Exactly. I get you. Hi, Jess. <laughs> yeah, Jess. <laughs> um, With so, utmost respect. <laughs> so, yeah, no milk in the house. And I get to the point where it's like, I've got this under control. It's going to be easy. We've done dinner. We've done bath. They're in their PJs. They're ready to go. All right. All right, little one. Let's go to have your bottle. Open the fridge. Oh, fuck. Forgot. <laughs> and so I was like, what are my options here? Give them almond milk was one. I'm like, that's probably not all right. I don't know. Mate, they, that's all they're going to drink when they're older. You might as well start, start <laughs> <Yeah>. young. <laughs> Second was, I know I can order milk from Uber Eats, but knowing Uber Eats, it takes a good half an hour to an hour to get there. And $10 for exactly. a couple of Yeah, too cheap for that. Me. And then the third one was, I can just chuck them in the car and go down to the servo. So we've got one down the road. So I was like, all right, we're doing this. And they were a bit confused about what was going on because it was literally like going to bed. Anyway, chucked him in the car with the PJs, uh, went into the servo, bought milk, I was wandering around, pyjamas, no shoes, um, getting a few looks from people, but I didn't really care. And I got got home, got them to sleep, and then they, they slept all night. It was nice. a great one. Um, Hamish, have you got any shit dad stories? Not of the week. And not that I don't have them, they're just not that interesting and irresponsible <laughs> but um i think the worst one that i've that i've had uh it's very judgy um no judgment here mate not, not from you guys but no. well, i'll tell you the story so my daughter was quite little i mean a few months old uh four months old maybe uh, so she was old enough to sit up on her own is that four months it feels so long yeah, though. around that so she's old enough to sit up on her own I had my son who was two and a half ish my daughter who was four months old and my wife was doing mums and bubs classes in the park i don't know if you guys have seen them they're actually mm. really cool mm. really handy when you've got one baby because all the mums go down it's in the pram it's like let's lunge behind the pram and do other fitness while still having the baby i think it's a really mm. cool thing to do yeah. but when she had two it was hard to juggle so it was a saturday we we're going to vanuatu the next day so i said i'll look after the kids no worries so i was making my son a piece of toast and the toaster we have a u-shaped or had a u-shaped kitchen and I thought, I was holding my daughter, the last thing I wanted her to do was reach out and hit the hot toaster. So I thought, I'll just sit her on the counter behind me and I'll just turn around to the other side of the U, if anyone can visualise that, to reach forward two steps to grab the toast out of the toaster. So I turned around, put her down, not realising she gripped onto my T-shirt and I stepped forward really fast because I had to do it fast so that she didn't fall back on the bench or do anything. And I towed her off the bench and I could feel the pull on my T-shirt, but too late. As I turned, I saw her go bang and hit nappy down on the floor, straight straight down on the floor from bench, waist bench. Oh. And you can imagine as a Baby's parent, bounce. I was like, <laughs> and she had that look where she was about to cry because yeah. it was shock. And my son was on the couch and I was like, oh gosh, what do I do? So I picked her up and 
she just started crying then she vomited oh jesus like oh my gosh i got i was like holy quick get me wipes and then i called you know called all the people thinking what she hit her head and i called like the the nurse hotline or whatever it was and they said no no did she hit her head and i said no weirdly she she's four months i'll barely sit up but she landed smack on her bum and just stayed sitting up and they're like no that 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 should be fine sounds like a good save and i was like oh that's fine and then i rang someone else the doctor maybe and just said what second opinion they're like called triple o immediately and if you have an issue you need to get her to the hospital so this was the judgy part so i'm like oh dear and she's still crying but she seemed okay but i just thought we're going to vanuatu the last thing i want is i need to get a check so i wanted to run her into the children's hospital but to do that i had to go down in front of 15 mums and wander in and say, I just dropped the baby on the kitchen floor. Imagine all the eyes you would have got from the mums. Daggers from every single one of them. They're all there with their babies, pushing the babies, doing the lunges. And I had to go, Lise, come here. And she was like, what, what? And I had to yell out, I've dropped Amelia on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You're that dad. (laughs) I can feel the daggers from here. That was the worst worst I've ever done. Best intentions, but just not thought out properly. Silly. I should just put her in on the floor or something. Anyway. That's a, that's me. That's a shit dad <laughs> moment, definitely. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, mine actually came this week, yesterday, in fact. We were playing um, hide and seek. I was just giving the missus a bit of, bit of time away. It was only like 20 minutes or something. But um, playing hide and seek with the kids upstairs and we were sort of – you've seen our place. It's not that big. So, like, upstairs is even smaller and you're like – you run out of hiding spots after a while. So, I got a bit creative and um, I pulled the bed away from – Mr. Six's wall I was like get down there because there's a mattress under his bed so I was like I pulled the mattress out a little bit I was get down there I'll, I'll push it I'll push the bed in anyway have pushed the bed in with a little bit too much gusto ran away so I could hide in just a really quick spot which was epic by the way <laughs> winner yeah I won obviously <laughs> obviously and uh, yeah so he's he's been found almost immediately because it wasn't that good a spot and <laughs> Instead of helping him out, his little brother has just gone, found you, walked away, <laughs> left him there. I've just found out after like five minutes and he's he's sort of like in shock, I guess. He's just like, why didn't you help me? But he's somehow stayed quiet. And then it took Mr. Four about five minutes to find me. And when he's finally found me, all I hear is, <laughs> get me out. I was like, is didn't he help your brother? Is he still in there? His like head was stuck between the bed and the wall. <laughs> he couldn't help. He couldn't get out. I was like, oh Jesus, this is going on the pod. <laughs> at least you didn't have those judgy mummy eyes looking at you. Like, oh, oh yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad the wife was downstairs. <laughs> That's it. It's funny. You get that that mixed feeling of this isn't great, but then also yes, I've got some good pod content. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes you do stuff on purpose. No, joking, no, you don't do that. Do you uh do you have any listener mail, Cam? Uh, no, apart from stuff from Corey, um, that's it for me. Well, I guess Corey wins this week's um, Smashing Fibers gift voucher. Nice, mate. Well done, Corey. Thank you. Uh, we were getting a lot of listener mail there for a while, but it's sort of dried up a little bit. So don't forget to slide into the DMs at shitdadpod on Instagram and or email us at shitdadpod at gmail.com. But um, apart from that, it has been fantastic talking to you today hamish thank I you really bloody enjoyed that one that was really good um, as did you 
Do you have any other advice to give to dads? Any dad advice that you want to shoot across? I don't think so, mate. I think I've shared most of my <laughs> failure and wisdom <laughs> no, <laughs> throughout the day. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, that thanks. Good. And thanks for having us in the studio today. It's been epic to oh, so to be able to record in here. And um, so excited. I just keep can't keep looking around. Hello. <laughs> we've also obviously no one can see. We've got an amazing view of Brisbane right now. We can see that majestic brown snake. Oh yeah. Even at night time, it's majestic. I'm gonna take a photo. Chuck <laughs> it up on the. but um yeah so like i said before send us in your stories and we will feature them on the pod um the more we get the merrier and the more chances you've got of getting some extra dough to spend at smashing fibers um but yeah basically we want you to press follow wherever you listen to your podcasts because um the more followers we have the the more zeus level podcast this becomes and we obviously all want to be ultra ultra potters so keep it up keep it coming but until next time crack a beer pop on your bcf wide brim hat and admire your lawn for the kids nice